Welcome to the Free Thinker Society podcast. I'm like, on a rant, I think, about, about conspiracy theorists and fuck that term and explain how the CIA coined that term. And I said, you know, we're, we're free thinkers. And as soon as the episode was over, Sam called me. He's like, you need to start a show called The Free Thinker Society with Mike Romanelli. What is going on, my freaks, geeks, and free thinkers? This is Mike Romanelli, season two of the Free Thinker Society, episode number five. I'm here with my main man, Mystic Mark. Hello. And we're about to get. What's up, Mark? How's it going? Tell I'm them what great, we're man. about to you? do. Yeah, we're about to uh, interview a star seed. I'm pretty excited, man. It's been a, it's been a minute since I've uh, I've talked to a star seed. I got to be honest. I used to run into a lot of uh, people that said they were star seeds or from different star systems in. Uh, in ceremonies and when I was around that that uh that type of setting. It's been a minute, so I'm excited. Um yeah, man. What what do you know about Ben? Cool. Yeah, I mean Ben, whether he goes by Ben or he's gonna wanna go by his other his star seed uh title, we'll have to ask him himself. But I don't know much yeah. about him. He Instagram me. Uh, I'll read you the message he sent me. He said, Hello, my name is Ben. I'm a Lyrian star seed that came to Earth for this period of time. I'm the 12th Lyrian ever created, a member of the Council of Seven within the Emerald Order. Would love mm. to share what's going on with you. Check out the video about the real creation story. And uh, cool. And I said, awesome. And in order to get a sort of original impression on the air i didn't watch the videos i don't know some people would want yeah. to research their guests first me i already appreciate his energy enough to be like tell me the creation story on the podcast so maybe we yeah, start yeah. with that and and hear what he thinks about that and why he's inspired to to reach out to us exactly that's what i was thinking mark like what yeah what was his calling what, what called him to you to want to uh explain this uh explain this story to us. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I get interested. I'm interested in things like this, you know, right. Um, you know, I want to honor the guest and, and hear his story and look at it with a free thinking mind, you know, have that mind open, have that third eye wide open and let's see what, what this is all about. I'm pretty excited, man. What's I been know. going on with you, Mark? While we're waiting for the guest to get in. What's by, you know, my family thinks I'm crazy is doing some cool stuff, man. Thank you. Yeah, I've been good. You guys are getting up there in the charts. What's going on with that show? Yeah, I just told you about that last night, huh? We uh, we're in the top fifteen on iTunes in the philosophy category, so that's really epic. Big shout out to all the amazing guests have, that have helped us get there, um, and all the listeners. But yeah, it's you know, show's still on the tracks. I uh, I have like five podcasts I do including this one now. So, um, you know, it's, it's like, it's a blessing and a curse. Cause at the same time, like maybe if I just did one show, today's guest wouldn't make it, you know, cause there's less, but I, now that I'm doing this many shows, it's really, um, it's fun to play around with like what guest fits, what vibe. And like when I got this message from Ben, 
I could have easily made this on my family thinks I'm crazy podcast episode, <laughs> but I felt like you and I would connect with Ben in a way that deserved a podcast rather than just me. And also, uh, thank you, Mike, for helping take off some of the heat from me. Cause <laughs> sometimes it, it could be a little, it could be a challenge to interview the more spiritual guests when you're like me, 27 years old, you know, yeah. I don't have as much life experience as you do. You know, you're yeah. a little bit over double my age or less, not <laughs> over a little less than double my age. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so so having you here for a guest like this is particularly, um, I think it's a it's a good way to set the table. So that's kind of what's been going on with the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast is juggling all the things I have to juggle, and unfortunately, that means uh, the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast gets kind of like the the back burner, you know, because I put focus on tinfoil hat first. And I put yep. focus on this show. I put focus on the other shows that I work with. And then my show gets the guests that filter back. So, <laughs> I'm, you know, it's interesting it, talking to you right now. I never, I talk to you all the time. I never thought about this. It's kind of similar to me booking comedy shows. Like there's only so many, there's a ton of comedians, only so much stage time. And it's like, you only have so many podcasts, so many hours in the day to podcast. And I'm sure being the, the main, you know, the head booker of tinfoil hat, you probably get bombarded with guests and then you have to filter through the ones that you think are interesting. It's like, it definitely becomes a little stressful, right? It's, it's definitely well worth it. I'll say that yeah. before I ever complain, but it, I, yeah, it can be, it can be stressful. I mean, Sam is awesome and obviously you know that, but he sends me guests all the time. So yeah. I usually, I usually take less time vetting those guests. Cause I feel like Sam has vetted them to some degree as well. Yeah. Um, and there's really often never a case where Sam recommends somebody that doesn't make their way to the show. But for me, my decisions, I scrutinize myself a lot more and I probably put a lot of that scrutiny on potential guests because I want to bring the best show to tinfoil hat. Um, and, and obviously my show, I have the same reverence for, but mm -hmm. because my audience is paying me rather than someone that I consider a boss or a client. Uh, mm -hmm. There's less like emphasis, like my audience can't fire me, but my boss can, you know, <laughs> like my yeah. audience eventually could like just stop listening, which I will hope mm -hmm. that'll never happen. Um, but it, you get kind of where my priorities are the way I'm explaining it. So with that in mm -hmm. mind, I hope that we can get some unique guests on this show that aren't just like overlap or, or leftovers yeah. from tinfoil hat. Um, I want to find our own niche with this podcast. So that being said, if anybody out there is listening and they want to be a part of the free thinker society, uh, I don't see any reason why we can't have a fan on, on the show. Somebody who's Absolutely. familiar with the show, maybe even as like a fourth mic, you know, uh, to... absolutely and i've done it before and I, I love to do that like i like when fans reach out and they have an interesting story and we bring them on and and i've done that um yeah i'm totally open for that and uh you know people have a lot of experience out there i think some interesting people could just be the listeners you know um everyone's got a story man right. everyone's got a story and everyone's got experiences mark is that a uh is that an owl or a hawk feather 
oh next to uh, on my uh, mic thing yeah yeah i got so tired of that ugly like red metal just jutting up from my desk so i put a turkey feather on it oh it's a turkey feather yeah <laughs> yeah when my it looks i guess it's really big it looks similar to this hawk feather i have um an elder gave it to me yeah that's my an elder feather yeah, an elder gave me one when my son was born. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. It was like a really special gift uh, that one of the uh, shamans gave me for when my son was born. Um, it's I have it saved for him. I didn't put it in his room yet because he's, you know, he's at that age where he might destroy it. But uh, it's a really beautiful piece. It reminds me, it's got the same markings of the one you have. I, now that I'm looking at it, yeah, that one you have is huge. It makes sense that you said it was a turkey. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. one this one is a hawk feather. I might have even told you the story of when I found this. Uh it fell ten feet. If, if you watched it fall? It yeah, I was meditating. I, I must Dude. have not told you this story, but I was meditating and uh on a pretty deep dose of cannabis, like mm-hmm. <laughs> super baked, and I was meditating and I was absorbing the sun. I had like just my Kung Fu p- pants on, you know, I, all, all my skin was, you know, open and feeling the air and the sun. And like, I was sweating cause it was hot and I ended up fainting. I had a whiteout. And when I woke up from this whiteout, cause I didn't go black, I went white. Like my vision went yeah. white. Um, I ended up seeing a, a hawk feather, literally like, floating on the grass on the tall grass it hadn't even like made its way to the the ground yet it was just sort of like floating on the grass because you know feathers they're too light to uh to collapse to the ground you know the grass was Mm -hmm. enough to hold it in place and i don't have the best connection right now do i am i breaking up right now no not at all no no not at all okay you're fine you sound you sound clear to me um that's that's a huge sign man when I was more spiritually in tune, uh, even though I feel like I'm getting there, I used to find feathers all the time. And um, I was told that, you know, that's a sign. They're always a sign and it's different. Um, could mean different things. And there's tons of stuff you could look up, but one that actually falls is, is like one of the greatest signs you can get from the universe. Um, that's, that's awesome, man. Well, um, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I have that. That was one of a couple times where that's happened to me. Not meditating, uh, mm-hmm. but I've found falling feathers and and yeah, my my mentor, my original mentor Amos, when I found this hawk feather, he told me, bro, uh, I said a prayer for about you. I said a prayer about you, and I said, you know, Creator, tell me if I should teach this guy. Is he worth it? Is he worthy? And the next week you came to me with that red tail hawk feather. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. was our sort of like, what, like if that didn't happen, I wouldn't call him a mentor. You know what I yep. mean? Like he told you know me, what you mean. he told me that in there, like, bro, you're a true human being, you know? And I think yeah. a lot of people um, might misconstrue that as like, oh, wow, does that make you feel cool or something that some guy told you you're a true human being? And you know, it's such a long story that I can't do it justice, but um in, in a short stroke um what amos was telling me was like my intentions were pure of heart and i deserved to like learn the next step you know cuz the wisdom he had was cultivated through his tribe 
he went through a rite of passage to learn some of the things that he's learned. You know, he, he got left out in the desert with no water and a tarp and yeah. said, figure it out, hombre, you know? Yeah. And, and, and then, you know, he knows what he knows. So he's not just going to go handing jewels out to some guy like me who's, who, you know, what, what have I proved? What have I shown? So I sort of had to te- go through his sort of test. And he, he said yep. that prayer, like, should I, should I teach this dude some things? And, uh, and here we are now. <laughs> yeah, man, I had a similar, I, I've never shared this and I'm not, I'm not sure I'm ready to share the full thing, but I had this very, very similar thing happen to me with, uh, feathers and the, the tribe that I was hanging out with. Um, and, uh, yeah a feather came to me and that was a, a sign as well for them to work with me further. And, uh, it actually happened right in the middle of a healing. It was wild, man. I, someday we got to get into that story. Uh, it was really wild. I was, I was in the middle of getting a, a healing at a ceremony and I didn't see it, but everybody in the, um, everybody in the circle saw this, uh, this crane, a blue heron swooped right over my head while they were all, while I was in the middle of the circle. And, um, they asked me about, uh, apparently when I thought it was just them shaking their feathers, I felt it, but I didn't see it. My eyes were closed and I was, you know, really deep into this, uh, almost like a trance while it was happening. And apparently, I mean, there was anywhere from 30 to 50 people there. So they all saw it. It wasn't like one person, like everybody saw it and was like this huge sign. Um, but it was a blue heron. And it swooped right over my head. And like I said, this was uh, a big, big healing. I wasn't, when I went to the ceremony, there was no intention of me having this healing done. The shaman just said, Michael, it's your turn. You're going to come up. And I was like, what the hell? And like, I don't really like the spotlight like that. I was like, okay. So I sat at the altar and then they all kind of got around me. And, um, and it was going on for a while. And then that, that heron, boom, nosedived right above my head. And, um, when I opened up my eyes, I said, I was going to tell the story. Now I'm telling the whole story. It's funny. So when uh, it's fine, our guests is we're still waiting for our guests. So go for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I've been meaning to tell this story for a while. So I wish I was a little more prepared, but uh, so anyway, um, it swooped over my head and the shaman said, what does a blue herring mean to you? And I opened up my eyes and tears just started pouring down my face. And uh, she said, he's asking, uh, he's asking for acceptance and forgiveness from you. And like I said, the tears just rolled down my face. And as a kid, I had, I had anger towards a blue heron. I had a koi pond that I, that was my first big chore as a kid was to take care of this koi pond. And, um, I raised these, all these koi from when they were really tiny to these giant, beautiful fish and a, a blue heron found our pond. And one day it was taken, taken out the, the fish one by one. And then, uh, I had this beautiful, what we call ghost koi. It was white and just gorgeous thing. And the heron came and, and spiked him in the head and left him for dead, didn't even eat him. I was so angry with this bird. I was so pissed off that I even trained my Labrador at the time, he was a puppy, to go, I would say, where's the bad birds? And I would, it was almost like a joke. Like I would show my friends, watch this, like watch you be able to sleep. And like, Diesel, where's the bad bird? And he would get up and like circle the pond. And he was like, like I really taught him to go after this heron. And I don't know if he ever hurt one, but he would really go at them and protect the pond. And I was so proud of it, but I had so much anger towards these birds. 
And I told the story and the shaman said, yeah, he was just being a bird, man. He's just doing, <laughs> he's just doing his thing, you know? And you, that was the first where you really held on to anger. And it was this whole thing that I had to go through and, and, you know, it might sound corny, but we made peace. I made peace with the heron and the heron became a symbol for me. And when I'm, when I'm not, when I'm in a place where I used to be of anger, uh, resentment, I see herons now. Wow. And it's to tell, it's to ground me. It tells me to ground me. And, um, now here's a part of the story where it gets really fucking crazy and believe it or not, I mean, I'll show you that I'll show you what I got. So my mentor was not a, who was a guy who got me involved. Someday we're going to get him either on tinfoil. How he just wrote a book. We either get him on tinfoil. How he wants to come on this one. I think he even listened. So maybe he'll even hear this story. He'll probably be mad that I'm sharing this because he doesn't like that I share too much of the ceremony details. But so he, he's the guy who got me into the, we call it the circles, these circles. And I was at this one and this healing's happening. And he wasn't there because he was actually scouting new lands because we were going to possibly lose this land that we had these ceremonies on. So he was out, I don't know where, but somewhere, I would say about an hour or so away, deep in like the Everglades or something. And he was trying to find land. And while he was trekking through the Everglades, he said a heron and he, he called the shaman like right, almost right as the healing happened, that a heron dropped dead right in front of him while he was on those lands, while the, while the healing was going on. And I didn't really know, I know, I knew that happened, but I didn't know much about it, right? So now I thought it was pretty crazy. Wow. To me, I didn't think much of it. Now, a couple months go by and I'm at the, at this point now, I would stay with the shaman, the main woman before we do the ceremonies. I'd help her get ready. She was actually brewing sometimes the, the ayahuasca and I'd stay in her apartment instead of getting a hotel. And uh, one of her, someone that was in training was staying in one of her rooms and I looked up and I said, oh, wow, that's, uh, those, those, those heron feathers are amazing. Get over his bed. And then the woman said, Michael, that's the heron that dropped. We call him tiger, a tiger's feet. The day you were having the healing. And the dude goes, these don't, oh my God, this is Michael. This is the whole story. Like he didn't, he just heard about this story of the heron that was above this spare bed. It wasn't really his, but I, I guess it was kind of his, but uh, it was the room he was staying in. It's very communal, these people, the way they live, right? So it kind of became his room and above his bed. And uh, they said, no, these belong to you. We actually wanted to give these to you. And we had them shipped to my house. It was, it was kind of crazy, but I, I still have, they're, they're massive, the whole feather the whole wing, a feather, the whole wing. And I have, uh, and I look at it all the time, man. And it's just like uh, a taxidermied wing. Yeah. The way they taxidermy is like, she does, she did it herself. Uh, they have a, a weird way. Of, I think they either, but yeah, it's, it's taxidermy. We would call it that. Um, when was this? Whole, I'll show it to you. I'll show it to you one day. It's like this big of a blue heron. Now it wasn't that exact bird. We don't know. What, what, but they, but they, when, when was this though? Like what date? years just years general it wasn't last year right no because no, no, why no. I, why i ask is because and i i'm almost certain i told you this story i mean we we knew each other i don't see why i wouldn't have told you this story but uh does this sound familiar me rescuing a blue heron did i tell you about this story tara my girlfriend yes. and i rescuing a blue heron last summer yeah yeah 
Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So as you're telling me this, I'm like, oh, goodness, I hope that this didn't happen while Mike was in Mexico. And then, you know, because that was like around that time. Hey, that could, uh, hey, who knows? That would be crazy. We should look that up. That would be really it wild. Could be, it could be connected because when you were in Mexico, bro, I mean, who knows? Maybe I was connected. It could be. That would be wild, man. And this like, is the kind of stuff that's like, well, hey, think about like, it. Think about it. Tara and I saved that bird. Mm-hmm. Okay. We saw it like it was it was on its last leg like it got hit by a car or something it was walking into the bush with its you know wings all wild and we could tell it was hurt we brought mm-hmm. it you know frantically i mean i'm yelling i'm like we got to find a place for this bird tara's you know driving i feel so bad <laughs> the way i like got mad at her that day now in hindsight but um but we ended up finding a place uh to bring the bird and uh to our knowledge it it made a full recovery and it's just interesting because like in a symbolic way like you and i met you know this podcast had a broken wing and here here i am you know we're we're rehabilitating the podcast that's wild dude (laughs) yeah because i was right in the same time period but i was fixing myself again i was going through some issues and and probably had a lot of the resentments and anger again festering up and wow we should look into that i'm sure you could figure out from your phone or pictures of what that date was oh yeah for me for when that happened i i have to say that had to be at least six or seven years ago and then when i actually got the wings was like a year after that event at least a year when i actually saw the feathers and they were preserved over that bed but um yeah it's funny man i've I have a feeling that more feathers will come into my life because I've been really getting myself right recently. You know, I've been doing a lot of like, really Mark, I was so ready to tell you, Hey man, I can't do this podcast because I was doing some work on myself today. And, uh, I was doing some hard, hard work on myself today. Um, and, and working with a mentor and going through some shit and, and writing, you know, doing some writing and some work on some stuff that I'm holding on to. And I felt like, I felt like I went through a ceremony. Like that's, that's what I felt like. I'm not working with shamans or anything right now. This is just a mentor that's helping me with some other problems I have. And, uh, it felt like the best way to describe it today, how it felt was, um, if you ever to like do a detox, right. If you ever do like a liver detox or a cleanse where, you know, you're helping yourself out, but you kind of feel like shit. That's what it felt like driving to the studio today. Like I was like every reason in my head to say, tell you like, Mark, it's probably not going to work out today, but I'm like, I can't do that. I did it to you yesterday because I didn't feel too great from the dentist. And I'm like, I can't do that. I, I had a great conversation with you yesterday about how we got to keep this consistent and all that. Like I, I just can't. And uh, here we are with the guests waiting for the guests and talking about all this stuff. This is fucking great, man. And this, uh, and uh, I felt the feeling I had today was very similar to that experience I had with uh, the the heron and the bird. So I feel like I'm a weight is almost lifted off me and it feels like I'll start catching feathers again because when I was in tune and everything was right, man, that, that time in my life, we'd find feathers everywhere. And that's when I was really close with the shaman I worked with. And I call her and say, Hey, I found this beautiful. I'll never forget this. Hey, I found this beautiful blue Jay feather. What does that mean? It was beautiful. She goes, Michael, you know what that means? She means you're not being authentic. Blue Jays copy sounds. And I go, oh, okay. So it's not always, it, listen, there, it, the universe like checks you. It's not, it is a beautiful feather and I still see it. 
it just reminds you be be more authentic mm. because a blue jay copies sounds uh they copy the sound i guess that that's what she told me that they don't have the same call right that they could mimic she goes so you need to check yourself are you being authentic right i used to uh find a lot of like vultures and black feathers and it would just i believe i'm not so i'm not so uh in tune to all of this but i believe those you know represent your shadow side right mm. and and it doesn't know yeah you know, we all have a shadow side we just gotta learn how to embrace it and work with it right the yin and yang right it's not it took me years man and i still deal with like thinking things are good or bad you know it's just the way i you know i think and uh at that time i used to find them a lot and it was always it was i mean you know, to be a little cynical, it was always behind the dumpster at work where I'd find them, where you'd find them. But a lot of times when I'd be behind the dumpster, that's back when I still smoked cigarettes. I probably was not in the best place, right? Just going by the dumpster, having a cigarette. Yeah, you were connecting, you were connect. Like, think about it. Like, you learn so much about animals from their behavior. And where do vultures mm -hmm. go? Vultures are like cleaning up, you know, they're like yeah. the, the divine cleanup crew, you know, like a, a group of vultures is called a wake. You know, so yeah. if you're if you're hanging out where vultures are, you're attracted to some dead energy, man. Yeah, some decaying yeah. energy. And what do cigarettes do? They they rapidly <laughs> decay your lungs. So exactly, yeah. And that, literally, that. I just I just thought of that on the spot, but you're right. But that's <laughs> like, how this works, brother. That's how this works. <laughs> and you telling me that about the blue jay, I had never heard that before. And uh, and I don't doubt it one bit because I found plenty of blue jay feathers and I could tell you there's definitely times when I've been inauthentic to who I truly am. So, yeah. so yeah, man. And that's, yeah, it, that's an important and sort of sobering reminder for people. When we get into this spirituality topic, be prepared to have it affect you because it's not all happy, fun. You know, the, the point of this stuff is for you to learn about yourself, but with that being said, our guest has made us wait long enough. Here he is. Let's have him jump in. Let's get started and see what this is all about. The tension is building. <laughs> hey, now his audio is connected. Ben, can you What's hear up? us? Welcome. Hey, guys, how you guys doing? Welcome, We're great. brother. Welcome to the Free Thinker Society, my brother. How are you? Awesome. Mike, this is Ben. Ben reached out to me on Instagram. He said he wanted to chat. I said, let's do it. And I thought, where better but the Freethinker Society podcast to make this happen? So here you are, brother. What's going on? Tell awesome. us, tell us, let, tell us a little bit about yourself. Because I got to say, your message was inspiring, and it, and I'm glad you yeah, reached so, out. So it even it tripped me. Um, let me explain to you what happened to me about a year and a half ago, right? So well, maybe a little sooner. In the beginning of COVID, I started seeing through like all the lies of the political system, our government, but I was still kind of asleep, right? Because I believed in the whole QAnon thing and all that kind of shit. And then about, I would say February, I moved into this new building and everything changed. Like literally, I thought I was going crazy. My parents thought I was going crazy, but I was just coming closer to the truth. So, a friend reached out to me. I guess you'd call her a spirit sponsor or spirit guide. I like spirit sponsor because her ultimate guide is source, God. And she reached out to me. She had already awakened to who she was. And God prompted her to reach out to me. 
And she kind of like led me down this journey to find out who exactly I was. And throughout this process, I learned what the creation story really was, what the collection of biblical stories really was, who I was, and how it all correlated to the times that we're in today. Mm. And the crazy thing about it is, it's, you know, like people argue, are aliens real? Are angels real? Is God real? Are fallen angels real? Reptiles. And the truth of the matter is, it's all real. This power structure took the complete truth, they sprinkled it across various psyops to manipulate it and have us fighting with each other. But it's all real. Wow. Powerful. Speaking my language. Yeah, welcome, brother. This is a welcome message and yeah. well said. <laughs> where where are you at right now? Do you mind telling us where you're cruising? Oh yeah, no, I just let's go. I'm gonna pull over real quick. Um I just left the gym. Uh, I live in Long Beach, California, which is a special city. Right on. And um yeah, I just because we're getting the reason I reached out to you is because I don't want to sound like a doomsdayer or anything like that. But we are in a unique history within this earthly plane. And I think that it's time to start waking people up to exactly what's going on. Agreed. Agreed. I think there's, there's a, a momentum, there's a paradigm shift that's occurred. And the more and more I talk to people, whether it's this show, my show, any podcast I'm on, it seems like there's a marker like a 2012 created this energy shift. And since then domino effect, you know, more and more people are waking up and it sounds like the pandemic was a sort of catalyst for you, Ben, but was there anything prior to that, that uh, maybe opened you up to this or oh, were no, you? I was, I was fully asleep. I was a Republican neocon. I really believed that there was good and bad governments. And uh, I was, like I said, I was completely asleep. Wow. Okay. And then the pandemic hit. I think the pandemic hit, well, at least for a lot of star seeds and light workers. Are you guys familiar with the term star seed and light worker? Yeah, my, I am, but you could, I am, but you could bring our audience up to, to yeah. speed. Okay. So basically remember who we are is our soul, right? These are just 3d meat suits, biological computers, whatever you want to call it. Now, Currently on earth, there are three types of souls. There are souls that are just coming in for the first time and experiencing this realm. There are light workers, which are old human souls that had a spiritual awakening at some point in one of their previous lives and decided to come back to this earthly plane for this moment in time to keep the vibration high and rebuild earth in the fifth dimension. Now, star seeds are souls from other planets and other dimensions part of the Emerald Order, which is like the universal council of the multiverse. It's kind of like God's army. And biblically, they talk about this in the 144,000 that are sealed by God. Now, remember, what is the Bible? See, the Bible is even a psyop. The biblical stories are 100% true. But the power structure picks certain stories, manipulated in certain ways, taught it in certain ways, so we never find out the truth. Mm-hmm. It the is- Bible is a history book of Lyran starseeds that lived a human experience to help lead. I mean, I hate to say like God's chosen people because we're all chosen. Yes. I think they were just chosen because the starseeds that came onto earth during that time led the Jews for whatever reason. 
But ultimately, it was to spread across the entire world like it is now, the 144,000. And those souls came from all over the universe for this time. You know, it's it's so amazing that you brought that number up and that part of the you know biblical prophecy up because I was just researching New Haven, Connecticut, and how they set up the original colony and they built the square, the the town center square, uh, so that it could fit one hundred and forty four thousand people exactly for ju- for when God would come back. I mean, that's really yeah. yeah they built it with that in mind because the people who founded New Haven's colony were Zionists, so they wanted the New Jer- Jerusalem. They wanted to bring on the second coming of Christ and. You know, as Ben's saying, this is a message that's been sort of repackaged over and over again. And, you know, it sounds to me like you've connected with this star seed energy that was present in those times, became legend, became dogma, became religion, and now maybe is resurfacing in this authentic way through our own selves. Like we are the star seeds. It's not some, you know, group of beings that are going to show up uh, on a spaceship that they're incarnating through us. Would you agree with that, Ben? Or do you think there's an element of, of alien presence at work as well? Oh, there is 100% of alien presence. So you want me to explain to you like the basic creation of the universe? Yes. I would love so, that. The way we get information now though, there's a select group of star seeds that have this ability to tap into that angelic realm, the Akashic records. It's all throughout the Bible when they have these visions and they get these messages from God. So we have these star seeds to give us the truth, all right? And from what I've learned, the creation story goes like this. You have source God, right? He created the planets. And then when he decided to create life for the first time, he created Lyrans of the Emerald Order, 50 of them. Now, what makes them unique compared to like later generational Lyrans is that God created the soul and the body. There wasn't like this normal birth we have with further generations. Now, believe it or not, the first Lyran ever created lived a life as Yeshua. So when he said, I am the son of God, he wasn't lying, but just in his Lyran form. Now the power structure manipulated it, said he was the only son of God, but God has so many sons. Remember, he creates the avatars and the souls for the original entities within every single race. So he created the Lyrans of the Emerald Order, then he created the angels. The angels helped him raise the Lyrans. He then created the Orions, same type of deal. And then he created the Palladians, the Arcturians. I forget what the other one is. And we had these Lyrans and stuff and these Orions that kind of did what the angels did with them and helped raise these um, different entities. And eventually he got to Earth uh, with humans in the Garden of Eden. That's all real. Lemuria is real. Atlantis is real, but those were alien colonies on Earth during this time, when the Earth was originally in the fifth dimension, if that made sense. No, and, and it is familiar. You know, you hear this stuff when you start looking into the channeled texts and even some more ancient texts that are, uh, you know, less filtered by the empire. But, yeah, when you say yeah. alien colonies, would it be true that, you know, like, beings that lived in Mu Atlantis, did they resemble what we think of as humans today or maybe were no, they? They were full on aliens. Okay. So humans lived alongside these people, but within the garden of Eden. So people always talk about there was a battle between the Lemuria and Atlantis and that's what kind of destroyed everything. 
Well, the real bat. So those original colonies were sent here to actually develop technology and help humans as they progressed out of Eden. Unfortunately, they didn't do that. However, the war that everybody talks about is when the reptilians came down, smashed both of those colonies, tricked humanity into disobeying God within Eden. And that's when God said, you know what? You guys fucked up. We are going to put you on timeout. We're going to drop you down to the third dimension. You're going to have to live your karmic cycle, right? For what, six, 7,000 years? I think the book of Enoch says, was it 70 generations until judgment comes? And that's the time we're here today. And it's judgment and deliverance. Wow. Wow. And you said that there was a person you met, a female that sort of helped maybe inspire some of this. Was it a process? Oh, I met, Go ahead. Yeah, I met so many. It was crazy. So when I was waking up, they delayed a lot of my powers, and they did that with most star seeds to protect us from the reptilian power structure because they know what time it is. So it was weird. I was like kind of waking up and someone reached out to me out of nowhere and goes, I see you as a Syrian commander in a blue jumpsuit. Um, thank you for coming commander. And then someone else reached out to me and goes, you're the lion of all lions and gives me this channel message from God. And this kept on happening probably about four or five times until eventually I met with my partner in this and she filled me in on everything that was going on or at least as much as God would tell her. Now there is, are some things that God won't tell us. So this is the closest thing to the truth. So this is the closest thing to the truth. Right. But, um, yeah, it was crazy. I felt like Neo in the matrix. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, real quick, when you were saying about the reptilian, you know, I got a, when you were saying about the reptilians, uh, came to smash, it almost is like, and you're saying about the Bible, it's like, that's probably the serpent in the garden of Eden. Oh, 100%, that's the serpent in the Garden of Eden, right? They tricked humanity into disobeying God. And the reason, so get this, so reptilians aren't actual races. So whatever you think this universe is, it's a thousand times crazier. And this universe is set up so that the souls that rebel against God, try to fight against God's creations, he actually, believe it or not, it's crazy, turns them into a reptilian. Hmm. Like they physically morph into a reptilian. As crazy as that sounds. And you, you hear about that, that with fallen angels, they can morph into different things. And fallen angels are reptilians. They're just at the highest end of the hierarchy within this cabal or earthly plane. Wow. So you said we are, in, we are in the, that we're in the, what, what called a judgment or the judgment. end of the cycle? Yeah. So, so this is what I want everybody to know. Yeah, right? Just take a look around. Yeah. There's about to be a World War III. You have starving. You have pestilence. You have floods in Australia. I mean, everything that the Revelation talks about, we're in it. Now, you might ask yourself, well, if God's so nice and loves us, why is he allowing this to take place? Mm-hmm. And it's truly out of compassion. And fortunately, within this 3D realm, humans only turn towards God if their entire reality is shattered and they're scared. So God is essentially allowing these reptilians to carry out their transhumanism, great reset to a certain extent, to scare the shit out of humanity. And once the optimum number of souls are turned towards God, turned towards frequency, whatever you want to call it, we're going to have a grand solar flash. We're going to go back to the fifth dimension. About four, I mean, depending on how many people you believe are on this planet, 
There's going to be a billion that are left behind to rebuild the earth in the fifth dimension. The rest will go to this place called Abraham's bosom, which is talked about in the Bible. It's just another dimension where souls go to once they live this earthly plane for judgment to finish. Now, but it's all real. Aliens real. God's real. It's all real. And now when you say, you say most people, you're talking about the average person, right? Has to be kind of pushed to this edge to actually understand the, the actual concept of God. But people 100%, who, people like you and I and, and Mike here, we still have a chance to connect with God, obviously, right? And I feel oh, yeah, like that's, that's something that maybe is a part of what we're trying to inspire here, right? More people to wake up and become aware. There's a reason why up until how long did you start preaching about God or source? How long ago was that? Well, I don't, I wouldn't say I've ever preached, but you know, and well, not preach, but shed talk yeah. about your beliefs about source, the truth. It's, and all it's that been, kind of stuff. yeah, it's been about, you know, for me personally, it's been a, a little bit like six years now, maybe conservatively. Yeah. And believe it or not, before you chose to reincarnate on this earthly plane, you knew that that was your mission because yeah. you knew why you were coming here. Yeah. Cause I checked, I, I should, I should wait to check, but I found out Mark that you are indeed a light worker. You are one of the oldest souls on earth. How does that, how does that, how is that determined? Where do you have a, a psychic that you're communicating with or where'd you make that determination? Did you, did you move spots? You had a good connection when you were at that original spot. I don't know if he changed spots, but we lost you now. Right when he told me I'm the oldest yeah. soul on the planet, the CIA <laughs> is listening. They don't want me to know that somehow I'm Hermes Trismegistus. <laughs> and I don't yeah. doubt it, Ben. I'm, I'm interested. You have me. I, if you can hear me. Uh, I am interested in hearing how you you found this out, but uh, but it doesn't look like we can hear you. What do you think, Mike? Uh, it's interesting what he's saying because you know that's the message that I've had for a while is that I don't particularly know if I'm a light worker or any of that, but I I know my purpose and I got that a while ago is that I'm here to help these young incarnations. Like I know that they're coming down, and I'm here just to help them out, make them feel comfortable, and and, and to get this message out there to do what we're doing right now. Like I was told about this a long time ago that this was, uh, and when I say told came to me, you know, came to me, like I like to say downloads that it always comes to me like in a download. And this came to me early on in, uh, spiritual growth that what exactly is happening right now was going to happen. Now I don't think of myself so much of that. Um, but I believe that I'm like Ryan Bledsoe says, I'm the Yoda for you guys. <laughs> I think it's a little saying a little much, but, you know, there's quite a few of these young guys and girls out there that I talk to. And, um, and I think I'm here for them to, to, to tell them they're not crazy, to give them a place to, to talk about this stuff, to, um, you know, to help it move it, it's moving it along because I truly believe that's where we're headed. Uh, it's not, at times it's scary, you know, because it does seem like it's the end of something. The end, the, it's the end of something. <laughs> now yeah. we're moving to 5d. That's what I hope for. Right. And looks like Ben is back. So hopefully we'll get, an answer that on that, but he left us with quite the cliffhanger there <laughs> telling me I'm the oldest soul and yeah, then right? mysteriously getting disconnected. We're open to hearing it. Yo. It looks like he's back. Oh, sorry about that. My that phone. That's all right. Oh, my phone overheated. My bad. 
That's all right. It's warm out there in Long Beach. That's fine. But you (laughs) left us with a cliffhanger, brother. You told me I'm the oldest soul on the planet. How did you determine this? Okay, so because I I checked with my friend that has the ability to tap into the Akashic Records and stuff like that. So imagine God's spiritual army composed of light workers and star seeds. Old souls within this human, old human souls that had lived previous lives that decided to come back here to help fight this demonic power structure and rebuild the earth and alien souls that are doing the same thing. So I found out, cause I'm always interested to find out who's a star seed, who's a light worker, but you are indeed a old human soul that lived multiple lives and you had some type of spiritual awakening and you decided to come back and help out humanity for this time. This is all planned. Wow. I, and I have no doubts about that. I just never uh, felt proud enough to come out and say that in that way. But hey, you know, real recognize real. So I appreciate that. <laughs> oh. And I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. And I wonder uh, maybe if if there'd be a situation where I could connect with the person who told you this too, because I'd love to hear it from the horse's mouth, as they say. Yes. But, uh, but yes. I, I, no, no, no. I have no doubts about that. I think people, you know, when they hear that, <clears throat> unfortunately, there's this dynamic of like, oh, oh, you know, I'm special and everybody's special. Everybody's unique, yeah. you know, but I think the important thing I want to highlight just for this medium, because if we were the three of us hanging out, I'd be like, dude, thank you. I appreciate it. But the fact is we're on a podcast. People are going to listen to this. And I, I feel like there's an imperative on us as, as content creators, if you want to use that word to be relatable and resonate with the audience. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, more important than just focusing on me and what makes me special is, is how people can interact with that themselves because it's actually funny ben you know you didn't even know mike and i were talking about this but while we were waiting for you to join in mike and i were both talking about our own respective spiritual awakenings and and i think that's kind of you know something that everybody can participate in nobody is you know like not the chosen people what it is is is, is becoming chosen right it's this process of awakening that then makes you uh maybe more open to this divine light. So I think that chosen is even the wrong word because remember for star seeds and even uh, light workers, we still come into this earthly plane, forget everything are manipulated by the power structure. And we have to have a spiritual awakening as well. And every humanity is going to have to have a spiritual awakening during this time. So we're all the same. We're all living a human experience. And um, not one better than the other, but we came to this earthly plane with a specific mission and we woke up a little bit sooner because trust me, I mean, I'll tell you this, the quickest way not to have a spiritual awakening is to go to some type of church, some type of power structure. So there's plenty of people on this earth that say, oh, I'm religious, I'm religious, but they're not nearly connected to God like they should be. Right, right. Yeah, and then I think that's where mysticism is, you know, this path of the mystic. It's not something that is structured. It's completely personal. It's about creating a relationship you between and you and God. Absolutely. So, you know, this happened for you in, in a sort of 
uh, unique way. You have somebody who's sort of partnered with you in this. You know, what is your personal mission, Ben? I mean, what are you looking to do now in this moment? You know, is it purely waking people up? Like, what do you think others should be doing as well? <laughs> yeah. So what, what's my role? What are all of our roles, right? Um, I think our role is to teach about God, but there's so many ways that you can do this without even using, without using, even using God's name. Remember God's a frequency. Um, so you can go around and once you've healed yourself, right? Had a, had a real spiritual awakening. You should approach every single interaction with somebody with how can I improve this person's life? Whether it's a smile, whether it's a conversation, whether it's sharing energy with them. And that's when you're really living your divine life. And all humans, all star seeds, all light workers are meant to live a divine life. It's only this mind control that separates us from who we are and what source and what our creator is that we start living our own lives that fit within what the power structure want from us. So I would just say, go out there, live every day. Like it's your last. I know it's like cliche to sound. And when people ask me, Hey, do you have any advice for the end of the world? And you know, my real advice is enjoy every last day you have mm. connect to God and improve someone else's life. Ben, do you have an idea of what, what, what's to come? Have you been talking? Oh, 100%. That? Oh yes. Can you share a little bit so on that? I, oh, 100%, because I think that people, they need to start getting ready. So remember, what they talk about in Revelations is real. There are going to be a lot of human avatars that die. There's no way to get around that. But remember, if you're turned towards God, if you're turned towards source, whatever you want to call it, then you're safe. Mm -hmm. So we're going to see the World Economic Forum's plan Oh man, we're going to see the World Economic Forum's plan play out to a certain extent. Um, we're going to see extreme food shortages. We're going to see attacks on the power grid. And eventually, the war that's taking place in Ukraine right now is going to spread across Europe. China is going to go on the other side. And eventually, the current Babylon will fall. That's the whole point of the Great Reset to bring in a new power structure. And in order to do that, the old one needs to fall. Yeah. Now, fortunately, before it gets too bad, and I think somewhere in the next six months, God's gonna have that solar flash that I was talking about, smash all the low entities, low vibrating entities. We're gonna go back to the fifth dimension. So the time is upon us. Wow. So, so almost yeah. like the Bible would still call a rapture. Oh, but the Bible calls rapture, yeah. When you describe the fifth dimension, though, can you elaborate on what that actually is and what that entails? Okay, so, you know, we talk about magic and all that kind of stuff. That's what it's really like outside of this third dimension, which was part of the punishment for humanity when they fucked up in the fifth dimension. So, you know how manifestation here takes a week, months, a year? Outside of this dimension, you're able to manifest things right away like you can literally plant a seed and have it grow right in front of you um the energy system is all different 
It's just this, a way to live life without scarcity and connected to the vine and connected to the collective consciousness. Yeah. I Living in abundance. I love it. And do you think that there are people who are going to be unable to maybe take that leap into the fifth dimension and will be left in some form of the third dimension while others move on? I mean, this is a common theme you hear in a lot of uh, groups that talk about this. So this is what I believe. I think as long as you're turned towards God, your soul is saved. Now, if you can't handle the fifth dimension, your body will go to what I talked about before with the talk about the Bible, Abraham's bosom. And that's where you'll deprogram yourself and heal yourself and upgrade yourself until you're allowed to join wherever you want to go. Right. So like I said, my, my advice to everybody is get right with God, your creator. Yeah. And treat others the way you like to be treated. Live a divine life. Don't right take on. any chances. <laughs> Ben, how did, how did this uh, information, you said during the pandemic, how did it come to you? Well, it was weird. So remember, this source can control everything, right? Mm -hmm. And it first started to happen to me during the pandemic when my first spirit guide reached out to me. She's a fellow Lyran as well. And she kind of like sent me down this journey. And then like everything, I had to do research. The first thing that popped up in my awakening was David Icke. And I learned about the soul and that this is just an experiment. And then I stumbled across this guy named Donald Hoffman and I, you guys should check him out. If you never heard of him, he really explained to me what this matrix is in a way that I was able to digest it beyond the movie. And then like I said, it's crazy. All of these stars started reaching out to me, filling in a piece of the puzzle for me because God prompted them to switch the plan. And this is what I was given all the real information about what's going on because I'm also here to help other star seeds along their awakening and other light workers are on their awakening. So I'm giving this information to help them out so they can plan so they can get ready because if you're ready, if you're connected to God, there's no reason to be scared for what's about to come. People will only be scared when they don't know what's going on. Yeah. So that's where my role, your role, everybody's role that's in the know, once this starts happening, that's when we help fill in the pieces for this pe uh, fill in the pieces for the people who've been asleep. Right. You know, I truly believe it's not our job to wake up humanity. Let God do that, and then we just help them fill in the pieces. Yeah, I agree with that statement. Absolutely. Well, I'm charged up. I'm inspired. I uh, yeah. yeah, I definitely yeah. wonder. You know, where do things like psychedelics fit into this equation? You know, would you consider that like a, a, you know, the wrong way to connect with the divine? Or has that been, you know, manipulated as well? Oh, 100%. So what DMT allows you to do is have, is allows you to have like a experience, like a prophetic, I can't pronounce the word, but like experience, that ability to tell, tap into the unknown. I'll tell you what happened to me about 15 years ago, right? Is when I first did DMT. And I was the first one to go. And all of a sudden, this lion appears with these glowing green eyes. I try to tell my friends what I'm seeing. And the only thing that happens is this, like, these tongues come out. 
It was like, boo, 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 boo. <laughs> no, at the time, I thought, oh, man, I didn't see aliens. I thought aliens were just these green things. Flash forward, like, tagged me up, and I was telling her about this experience. And I was like, dude, I'm, I did DMT, but I didn't, like, talk to an alien. I just talked to this, like, lion with these glowing green eyes. And I kid you not, she sends me an exact picture of this lion, which turns out to be a lyran, which I am. I'm like, do you have magic powers? Because it was to, like, the glowing green eyes and everything. And she goes, that's a loaded question. Because I would still have to go down my own spiritual journey. Now, it turns out that lyran that I talked to, was my older brother waking me up to my journey at the time, although I didn't realize it was within my subconscious. And throughout the Bible, they talk about lions with wings. Mark, do you remember what I told you, right, when I came back from Mexico? The first thing I saw? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we were just talking about that before Ben got on the call, this uh... – no, but I'm talking about the when I when I break out back from Mexico. I told you before everything went deep how that the lioness put her head right to me, right, and it was green eyes. Yeah, right. You remember that, right? It was looked like looked me in the eye and knew everything was all good, and then it took me on. That was um, more recently. That wasn't last year, right? That was this year. No, I... no, that was that was over the summer. Yeah, it was over the summer. Okay, like in August. Okay, uh, July or August. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm remembering. I remember. Yeah, so I'm just wondering. Uh, I would like you to describe this line. I wonder if it's the same thing because at first I didn't. Um, I wasn't sure because uh, it didn't have the mane, so it was a lion. I guess a lioness, right? It was. It was the female. Yeah, and I would like to know what he. Uh, it's so vivid as he's talking. I'm. I could see it in my head right now. Mm. It was gentle. And Ben, you know, you jumped out Hello. for a second. You're back. You're back. And and Mike was just. No, it's okay. Mike was just explaining how on a uh, similar psychedelic experience, he saw a lioness rather than a lion, but a lioness and a very, very similar description to how you're describing it close up. Well, he might be a starseed and that might've been his awakening on a subconscious level. Listen to that, Mike. What do you think? (laughs) Could be. You're an alien, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm definitely not. And listen, throughout the Bible, (laughs) yeah, right. And throughout the Bible, they talk about aliens all the time. Just look at when they go into the throne room, and there's lions with wings. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what you call the Emerald Order. So think of the universe set up like kind of the European Union, right? So each planet within each dimension has their own local governance and customs, but you have this thing called the Emerald Order, and each one sends a representative to that. And that's kind of like God's army, God's messengers. Right. That's real. So you're definitely part of the Emerald Order. And I'm telling you, if you spoke to a Lyran like that, that might have been your wife. You can understand, I have a wife, I have six kids, and 20 grandkids off planet. Wow. Wow. And you have a family out there and everything. It's truly a trip. Yeah. Yeah. As somebody who hasn't experienced... So, you should do, you should... Well, I was going to say, as somebody, I'm curious to know what I should do, but I, I haven't experienced any sort of DMT, so it's hard for me to conceptualize what you guys are talking about, uh, but I, I no doubt, you know, believe what you're saying. For me, this was uh, an aboga experience. Okay. But yeah, still, same thing. Still crossing over to, you know, yeah. into a different realm. Right. And that was the, um, 
a lot of times when I would do the ayahuasca or the ahe, it would be a jaguar. Um, when I did the aboga uh, ceremony, it was the, the lioness that I that greeted me before the journey started. It was the first thing I saw was her head, almost eye to eye, staring through the green eyes. A very comforting. Yeah. You think you're face to face with a lion, you'd be scared. It felt very familiar, very at home, and it was just letting me go through. Boom, and then if it was a feeling of home like you never felt, you know, if you're on a long trip and all of a sudden you just get back to that nice house. You just feel ah oh, nice and cozy. It was that feeling with the eye to eye when we were when we were staring through each other's souls, and it was like okay, you're ready to experience this. And then boom, it took me, I don't even know how many hours I was out, and you know, the rest is uh, kind of personal. But went through yeah. a lot, a lot of stuff through my life. But that that was one of the uh, that was the beginning experience. Okay. You know, that's beautiful. That's really cool. So you should look up. Lyran Starseed and see if that speaks to you. Yeah, I definitely will, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a trip. And I'm pretty sure. And I can check for you. Like I said, both of you, since you invited me on the podcast, my friend that I work with works behind the scenes because she has more things to do with this period of time. Mm-hmm. But since you guys were gracious to me, you guys can come. I'll have you contact her and all that kind of stuff. And if you have any questions to ask, she can answer for you guys. I'll have her do that. Connecting with, uh, you know, Lyrians and, and you were encouraging Mike to see if uh, that resonates with him. And then I asked you about Melchizedek. So I've never heard of that Lyrian before, but I'm sure he's, he might be real. So the way we get these stories about the Lyrians and all that stuff is from other star seeds through old memories that they have. When they ask God to answer certain questions for them, if they have that ability and like I said, God doesn't give us all the answers. So sometimes they'll fill in the best they can, which makes sense. So there is a bunch of truth to what you're reading. It just might not be 100% the truth because only God knows, including myself, only God knows the whole truth. Right. And I've seen... So I say this is the closest thing to the truth. And I, I've seen the, uh, the instrument which is named for the constellation, the lyre. Um, I've seen that instrument in many different mythological symbols and, and sort of paintings. And it's often used as a symbol for like this esoteric, mysterious knowledge. Have you learned anything about maybe like Lyrian's uh, connection to music? Are they musically inclined at all? Does music play a part in their culture at all? They- Oh, yeah. So from what I understand about Lyrians is that we're really philosophical. We're kind of artists and creative types. Where the Orions, right, those guys are the space nerds. They're the ones that do all the technology throughout the universe. So, yeah, um, definitely a lot of Lyran starseeds I know are incredibly gifted when it comes to art and music, 100%. And, you know, you often hear from a lot of the... But I think know, everybody can be, right? Well, yeah, absolutely. But you, yeah. you do often hear from, you know, some of these, like, great renowned artists that they have a muse or something in the other mm-hmm. world that inspires them, you know? And uh, I wonder if, you know, we just forget the true names of these beings throughout our cultures and, unfortunately, you don't recognize uh, the influences that are truly there, but... Yeah, that's really interesting to to think about. Oh, you nailed it. You nailed it, right? So you always hear that 
when it comes to the like, satanic stuff that they're like channeling negative entities to give right. them this inspiration to write this music. But there's good entities out there too. Right. And there's God. I mean, I think when you're connected to source, connected to God is when you're your most creative. Yeah. And that's why personally what I call channel, call pray, whatever you want. I go straight to God. I don't go to a middleman, mm-hmm. you know, because you, you don't know who you're going to get sometimes. These negative yeah. entities can fool us. And I think mm-hmm. that everybody should just go straight to God. And that's when you become the most creative. That's if you talk, you just flow. You're just in that zone. And that's God working through you. I think that's that can happen advice. to everybody. I think that's great advice because I've messed around with all kinds of stuff. And like, yeah, kind of like this, this character over here. And then you never know what that character can be. Um, but yeah, right. when you go straight to the source, yeah. that's, the, that's the purest way to do it. I agree with that, Ben. Right. And Ben, yeah. would you, would you have any advice for maybe somebody who unfortunately had a run in with a negative entity or maybe even is dealing with negative entities in their life for whatever reason? Yes. 100%. All right. Now understand you, God is more powerful than all these negative entities. And if you're honest about it and you mean it, you can evoke God's name and say, leave. The problem is, is that these people, despite what they tell you, keep on inviting them back for whatever reason. They like the way it makes them feel. They like that. So as long as you're honest, if you're having a hard time with an entity, you just have to rebuke them. I know it's crazy that weird that sounds, but you're really that powerful, especially when you're letting God do the work. Right. Now, another question that I have is, you know, we often hear, especially David Icke talks a lot about this, these nasty groups. By the way, what's that? He's an Orion. Yeah, David Icke's an Orion starseed. Okay, I think I have seen that in his books, but um, but my question really isn't about. I checked. Yeah, I I haven't I haven't seen um you know, just him talk about this. There are many others talk about this, this idea that reptilians are sort of the puppet masters behind certain groups of people. Would you say that same thing is true for the benevolent groups of of entities? Like, are they, you know, behind the scenes of groups that we don't hear about that are fighting the force of good? So you mean like the white hats and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. How true is that sort That's of stuff? That's one hundred percent a psyop. Okay. That's one hundred percent a psyop. So, post flood, when they built the pyramids, right? There was actually like alien wars going on. Now they took the shape of humans, not to scare humanity at the time. But then God decided, at some point in history, to say, "Listen, we're just going to pull out of this realm altogether." I will come in and help as needed. But as far as like aliens or white family coming in to save the day, that no longer takes place. You got to understand that the power structure is all ran by fallen angels and reptilians. Right. They're all evil. Just look at how they treat the own, their own people. Right. And we do mental gymnastics to say why this person's good or that person's good because it's hard to be blackpilled. That's why I would say if you're going to be blackpilled, take it with a glass of God. 
I love that. Yeah, and you know, you do hear this whole red pill, white pill, blue pill, black pill thing going on on the internet, but I think yeah, really- Dr. Seuss book. Yeah, really, it's all about connecting with source. You know, yeah. get this pharmaceutical analogy out of here <laughs> and, and connect with source, you know, yeah. right? I think that's what we're yeah. all trying to do, and that's yeah. the message we're trying to convey. Um, you know, the, the yeah. movie, The Matrix kind of put that image in the zeitgeist, you know, but- mm -hmm. Either way, Ben, this has been a blast talking to you, getting to know you, brother. Um, yeah. We'd love to have you back on in the future to talk more. Uh, is there anything that you want to leave our audience with, a message uh, for what they can yeah. expect and maybe import, most importantly, what they should do? Do not fear. Enjoy each day you have left on this planet, whether the earth is going to end in six months or in 60 years. Get right with God. Buy a life stick, which is a type of water filter hmm. from Walmart. They're like 20, 30 bucks. And if you want to start preparing, start getting food enough to last you six to eight weeks. So I'm never giving any dates because like any war, and this is a spiritual war, fought in a dimension that we can't see. The only date I got was this. The solar flash will happen Six, six to eight weeks after America or the new Babylon is invaded. So this is just my opinion. I think we're looking around sometime between July and August. Now, you're going to start to see things get worse way before that with food shortages, with supply shortages and all that. So if you want, if you have the cash, whatever's in your budget, just prepare now. Stock up. Because once you prepare once, you no longer have to worry about it. You can enjoy each day living out your divine life and what happens happens right on yeah Some good advice wise words ben thank you for coming thank you. here thank you for resonating with us and and thank you yeah, for thank bringing you. down this message of, of light and love from lyra and and thank you for being you brother i, I really appreciate, appreciate you reaching out to me for sure thank you and we'll keep in touch and i will talk to my friend that has his power and uh, I'll have a reach out to you guys. Love awesome. it. Thank you, Ben. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Well, you too. Thank you. Have a beautiful day, Ben, and we'll be in touch. You too. God bless. All right, Mike. What do you think, brother? What an episode that was. A, you oh, know, the connection I mean, could have been better, but other than that, yeah. it was great. Yeah, we had a little bit of obviously uh, some some audio issues, uh, but. <clears throat> It's interesting, Mark, because it's the it's the same message, man. It's the message I've been talking about. Uh, it's just coming a little bit different, but it's still the same message. So am I shocked? You know, 15 years ago, I'd be like, oh, my God, this is crazy. But I'm not shocked anymore. Like, I'm just kind of ready for it. You know, I I, um, I believe more people like this are going to appear in our lives. And we're going to see more and more of these type of uh, uh, beings coming to us. Right. And uh, it, remember, this is the Free Thinker Society. So I'm not here to judge anybody, you know, I, I want to hear about what everyone, uh, their thoughts and their beliefs, but how can you go against somebody that's talking about getting right with God? I mean, that's the bottom to me. That's, uh, and a lot of the information, a lot of the uh, advice he gave, it's the same advice I'd be given to a lot of people right now, right? Mm -hmm. Clean your side of the street, always be prepared because I mean, even the, the mainstream media is telling us that food shortages are coming, that power grid might go down. So he didn't say anything, uh, you know, I might, it might be hard for some people to digest all of that, 
some of the stuff he was saying, but if you really boil down the message, I mean, it resonated with me and it's stuff that I, I've been thinking and, and getting to me for years. And I think it highlights that we all come to the same truth from different angles. You know, Ben's approach is maybe not what someone the average jersey guy would appreciate but in a lot of circles ben is speaking to the choir preaching to the choir you know yep. there's a lot of people who hear what ben's saying and they're like wow yeah keep on talking you know i i definitely uh you know try to stay more grounded when it comes to celestial stuff and you know even though i have learned about all that stuff and whatnot i have maybe more suspicion than I should. So who knows? Ben made a pretty interesting case and uh, I'm kind of warming up to it, but I will admit I'm usually more skeptical to this idea of channeling and, and star beings. And, mm -hmm. you know, although Ben was talking a lot about that, I didn't really feel like he had anything to, to lie about. And yeah, it was a great conversation. Yeah, it came off very authentic. Yeah. One thing I do want to say to our listeners, Mark, because I don't ever want this to sound pretentious or anything. I, I, speaking of myself, I do not feel like I'm special by any means. Right. I feel like I am just a regular guy from New Jersey. I mean, I'm going to turn this thing down and get my ass in the kitchen and go start cooking <laughs> for a bunch of people. Like I am not, I don't want anyone to think that I'm special. I am, I, my eyes are a little more open than some, but everyone's eyes can be open. Right. And everybody, I, I don't think there's anybody now, listen, NPCs and all that stuff. Maybe that's a thing, but if you're listening to this, I doubt you're an NPC. <laughs> Right. So, well, um, and there's a lot of podcasts out there where people, you know, blow smoke up each other's butts and everybody's on a cloud and they're all gurus. And, but yes, obviously, I'm this is, yeah, this <laughs> is not the place for that. We're, we're respectful to our guests and we definitely, you know, don't want to uh, challenge someone who, like you said, is very agreeable. I mean, although, uh, although he did kind of, I don't know, try to stroke my ego possibly, unless, <laughs> He was really earnest. I mean, uh, other than that, yeah, we're just normal dudes. And I think that's an important part of his message as well. Is like everybody can connect with God. Nobody's elite. Nobody's exclusive. Yes. I think if anything, the message is, at least I would love to get out there, is is we're so much greater than we really know. Right. All of us. All of us. Right. You know, and, and maybe there are NPCs out there. Maybe there's a bit of a simulation. Maybe it's a whole bunch of things going on. Right. But if you're listening to this and you're, you're, I don't want anyone to think, well, oh, you know, that we think we're better or I think I'm better. I don't, that's none of that at all. I just right. want to make sure that message gets out there. I love you guys. I'm so grateful for this podcast. I'm so grateful for Mark uh, to be on the team like this. This is a lot of fun. I can't wait till we get in studio because I'm just a lot more comfortable like that. But hey, we've got to get some stuff out. So we're doing Zoom. And I do just want to thank everybody that, that tunes into this still. Thank you so much. Mark, should, uh, should we tell the listeners anything about like, uh, leaving reviews, yeah, uh, anything like that. I know that's more, you know, I kind of just jump on here and, and hang out. Yeah, uh, no, no, and all please, that folks, support the show. Leave us a review. Five stars helps the show grow. Leave us a review. Tell us what you like. And, uh, of course, if you want to keep the conversation going, you can join in on our Telegram and hang out with other members of the audience. And myself and Mike are there as well. We'd love to hear from you. And if you leave us a voice message on Telegram, We'll play it on the show because we do yep. want to include as many as we can. This is the Free Thinker Society. And yeah, like you said, Mike, we're not like so, some kind of uh, like high council of free thinkers. We're just normal dudes who like these topics and believe that they deserve to be uh, 
given a, a chance to be talked about and you know openly and I think that's kind of what we did today. We entertained some ideas that most people would judge harshly, right? So it's very cool stuff. And uh, yeah, for everybody listening, subscribe, share it with your friends, and give us five stars if you love the show. And of course, a review that really helps the show grow. But yeah, other than that, I don't have anything to say. Uh, just glad to be here and appreciate you spending some time i know you got to jump off of this mike but that was good we got a nice long intro at the beginning we talked to ben here we are now so thanks for listening folks thanks so much <laughs>